0: Well, hey everyone, welcome to Hello Church. I'm Justin Trapp. This is season two. We're getting into the sermon this season, talking all things sermon. And Wade,
1: today's a great episode. Yeah, I'm Wade Beard, and this is the fourth part, Justin, of our second season where we just dig into the sermon, and we're talking about audience and how to speak to different audiences today. Last episode, we talked about storytelling. We talked about seven seven storytelling modes, uh, seven different types of stories. That was really great. But yeah, we're going to talk about the audience today. And I'm excited about this season because my hope is that people who've never really preached or haven't been trained to preach, but maybe they're pastors, or maybe they've gone through seminary, but they just like, how do, I, how do I put together a sermon? I still don't understand this thing. After listening to this season, hopefully they'll be a little bit more prepared. And uh as the case as was the case last week uh, this episode is sponsored by sermonary sermonary 2.0 releases today so when this episode goes live sermonary 2.0 is out sermonary is a cloud-based sermon writing word processor it is fantastic there's so many fantastic features when we released Sermonary, we knew pastors were gonna like it. Uh, our Kickstarter was, was extremely popular. Pastors did like it, mm-hmm. and we realized we could make it even better. So we took a great product and we made it even better. It's out in the world today. I love the new bells and whistles. I also like how- It's faster. It, it's so so much faster. If, if you're a current user, sorry to cut you off, if you're a
0: no. current Sermonary user, yeah, so you've experienced Sermonary 1.0. 2.0 that we just released today is 12 times faster than the original version. So that yeah. just kind
1: of helps you understand how much faster it is. It it really is wild. And we also have different tiers. We have a free tier now. Free forever. Yeah, free forever. So you can log on and you can write an unlimited amount of messages. It, we also have the premium version. So if you're already a member of Sermonary, you have the premium version, which has everything including... Uh, a resource database you can access a year's worth of sermon series for free and it has an illustration database which is just incredible I mean it is it is so cool so check out Sermonary 2.0 just go to sermonary.com you can sign up for the free tier you don't have to do you have to pay anything just sign up for the free tier test it out and we give you all the bells and whistles for a month. And if you want to keep going uh, with all that, you can sign up for a premium membership or just keep the free tier. Uh, it's really great. So, Justin, we're going to hop into today's episode. Uh, it's about it's about the audience. Believe it or not, our methods of communication, our contextualization changes based on different audiences. Well, have you ever had
0: a message just fall completely flat? I mean, we all have, yeah. right? And, and it's the ones that just completely bombed for me when i go back and i evaluate like what 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 happened here what was wrong a lot of times it had to do with i didn't have a great understanding of who was in the audience mm-hmm. i remember one time i was asked to go sp- teach a devotional at a, at a uh, retirement home and so mm-hmm. they probably all thought i was cute but there was zero no response i just felt like it, it fell flat completely flat
1: you're like hey guys uh you all know Kanye West, right? So uh, the other day,
0: <laughs> Yeezy for Sheezy. Uh, <laughs> the, the other one, I, early, early. I mean, I think it might have been my first funeral that I ever. Uh, I don't know if you say preached yet, but I was asked to officiate. You know, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't know ninety eight percent of the people in the room. Mm-hmm. So for me to come in and try to connect with them in like a charismatic way is not ideal in that setting. Yeah, you want to come in and you want to bring comfort and. Um, share words of hope yeah. but you're really not trying to uh be some sort of evangelist type of speaker. Mm-hmm. And that was a great lesson for me early on. I
1: think I was like 20 years old. Yeah. So, it's super important to understand and know your audience. And so for you as a pastor, uh what's great about your congregation is you know your audience. Like you know your audience super well. Maybe you're a youth pastor who's preaching at youth group but you're asked to preach in the adult service uh maybe it'll take some adjusting but you know those people we're going to talk about how you can make those adjustments the first the first aspect of it is is simply you need to know your audience and it's so important to really Put yourself in the shoes of the people you're preaching to. This comes through just living life with them, uh, visiting them. But you're going to preach to a group of church people differently than you would preach to a group mm-hmm. of people who are unchurched. Yeah. So I'm. here's a great example.
0: And this is an extreme example, yeah. by the way. This is kind of a, a funny story, but a sad story, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I was, I was very frustrated. So we had, I grew up in a charismatic environment uh, growing up and mm-hmm i was very involved in our youth group and we had an evangelist that was supposed to be coming to do this sort of like revival thing it was like hey bring your friends like if you've ever had, if you have lost friends bring them to this event we're gonna be doing basketball we are have to be free pizza and then we'll have a and you know a free short pizza short message at the end that like yeah. that's how it was built yeah. so i thought okay this is a great they're telling me bring my friend i worked on my uh the kid down the street jared for, I mean, we play basketball every day every day whether it was school or the summer, we played basketball every day for years, and I would always try to, to you know, be a great example, live my life uh, unto Christ, and, and so he, he had great respect for me, and so I finally invited him to this, this event, because they said, hey, bring your lost friends. That was the, that was the pitch.
1: I'm really worried about where this is going. We talked about seven different types of stories, and one of them was tragedy last week, well, and I'm a little is, this worried. This about ends this. in
0: tragedy for sure. So the 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 evangelist comes in and he does a message on speaking in tongues.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there was a lot of speaking in tongues from the yeah. platform and in, in the audience, and my friend was so freaked out. Yeah that was a turning point in our relationship that mm-hmm. that night i lost trust like it just totally freaked him out and again this was the service that they were saying hey bring your lost friends and i think what they failed to realize my youth pastor and and people advertising is that this wow. is if you're going to be doing a message on the the filling of the holy spirit and speaking in tongues you don't want a lot of lost unsaved people in the mm-hmm. room there's just there's so much to unpack there you can't do it all at once and so uh, he actually never came back to church with me wow surprisingly that's
1: really. crazy. that thats like an extreme example but yes. it's, it it is it is very real because uh, I've brought friends and family members to churches and like there there's this like scary moment have you ever this had this happen where you you bring someone to your church you're telling them about it, and you're like man this is just a great place we love this and then they're like hey the pastor's not here today we have a guest speaker and you're oh, like oh, oh no. no yeah oh like who is this and when it's someone good you're like okay like yeah, you know, we dodged a bullet here, but it, it just goes to show you that different types of audiences require different things, and and different churches have different perspectives on that. Some some churches say, hey, on Sunday morning we're going to appeal a little bit more, or we're going to be a, we're going to explain a little bit more because we know more unchurched church people are there. On Sunday night, we'll probably get into a little more depth, or we'll talk about the s- spiritual gifts. Uh, but yeah, you got to know your audience. Wait, we've
0: also we've all had that 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 moment where brother leroy gets up and okay. the blood oh the blood of jesus mm-hmm. i mean it, it, like that may be normal to you and i like especially if you grew up in church you're you're familiar yeah. with the reference of the blood of jesus right mm-hmm. it's it's scriptural but to someone who is unchurched who's who doesn't really maybe they've yeah. been to church uh, several times but they don't have a like longevity in their relationship with God, or they don't have a, a deep knowledge of the Scriptures, they hear that, and all of a sudden, they're just like, "Man, what did I get myself into?" Yeah. Like, yeah. are they locking the doors? Well, yeah. will I be able to get out after this? And,
1: and here, here's my perspective on all of this. I don't think you need to be. And some people might be saying, "Well, do you never talk about the blood?" And I, I would say, no. I think what you have to do is you have to make sure you're explaining things correctly. Yes. So if you come across a passage where it talks about the blood of Jesus, you're talking about that. You could say, hey, I know this sounds a little funny. Yeah. And I know blood makes us squeamish, but blood is actually kind of beautiful. Like you could go into uh, the scientific uh, definition or work of blood in the Bible. Blood gives us life. Mm hmm. It's re- if you if you think about blood and you study blood, it's amazing what blood does. And you could say, think about that metaphor. Think about what blood is to us, and that's what Christ says. There's a way to do that. And it washes white as snow. Yeah. <laughs> there's a way to do that where it's hey, let's explain this. And it's always going to be weird. Like there's Christianity is always going to rub people the wrong way, or some things might be take take you time to get used to. But there's a good way to do it, and I think a wrong well, way.
0: I, I, I mean, it goes back to I've, I've, I've often felt just the burden to, of preaching. Mm-hmm. And I worked for a pastor, and he said, man, you stress out way too much about preaching. And I was like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? I, first of all, A, I'm not like a gifted communicator. I've probably said oh, 30 times this episode. So you all know that. If you're listening to this, you've tolerated me and listened to wait, right? <laughs> but he would say, you just stress out way too much. And in my mind, I'm going, listen, I- I've got to go and communicate a message in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I've got to connect and speak something that resonates with the old couple that are in their 70s, that that have you know have grandkids, they're retired, they've been in church all their life, and then the single mom who just started coming to church six months ago, recently got baptized. And I've got to communicate to everybody in between yeah. that spectrum. That's a really challenging thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think pastors, you give yourself enough credit. That, and, and it's okay like to feel stress when it comes to preaching, that burden, that responsibility, right, to know the audience. And they go, you know what? Our, our audience is made up of primarily people in this age demographic, You know, 70% or at this age or older, they've been coming to church. But there's this, this percentage of our church that they just started coming. They're newer to the community, they, they may not even profess Jesus as their savior yet. Mm-hmm. And I've got to communicate the gospel in a way that edifies both groups and everyone, everyone. And so I think that's why it's important for you to, A, know your audience, but also when you're crafting a sermon, when you're working through that, to be able to hit each audience maybe talk to each mm-hmm. audience and like you're saying sometimes you've got to slow down and explain a few things and that's totally okay because mm-hmm. you can reference it to and one part of your uh, congregation gets it but then you explain it and the other part goes ah makes sense yeah
1: i, I hear here are two things a couple things that I, I do uh whenever i'm trying to really just help reach the the entire audience uh that one of the first things that I do is I, I try to a- address everybody there at some point. Uh, so, a lot of times this happens in our, my application. So, I'm speaking about a text, it can be easy to just uh, apply that to young families. Uh, it can be easy to apply that people who are new to the workforce but do we also apply it to people who are retired people who are grandparents do we ever stop in our message and say hey to the teenagers to the single say, person yeah to the single person to the teenager and just say hey you're a teenager and i know that you know thinking through this in school can be tough speaking to those people i mean it can just be uh, it can just be important it can be it can be powerful the other thing that i try to do is don't take for granted people's knowledge of the Bible, mm. uh, and this this is like a pet peeve of mine. Whenever uh, someone's preaching and they're like they're in, you know, First Corinthians, we'll just use that as an example, and they're like, "Hey, remember Cain and Abel?" Uh, and then, hey, you know, it, it's just like Nebuchadnezzar, and then <laughs> Saul, and and. They're kind of just jumping around, yeah. and if you don't know those story, if you know those stories, you're like, "Oh, I get it." But if you don't, you're just like, "I d- who's Nebuchadnezzar?" I might have heard of him in like a history class once. Who like I've heard of Cain and But what is what is all? So don't take people's knowledge for granted. Even people who have been in church for a long time just just assume that there are people in your audience who have never come across this passage or a story that you're referencing and so you need to help them kind of situate that within the context of the bible and even in the context of history like if you're going from the new testament all the way back to the old you've got to help people to to get that and understand that i i would i would say too
0: that let's not forget that people in your church have probably read through ephesians but they don't understand a lot of what's happening Mm mm-hmm uh, the Church of Ephesus, like yeah. w- w- you know the historical context, the, you know who wrote it, mm-hmm. what are the primary objectives of the writer to uh, the Church of Ephesus? So uh, again, I-, I love the point that you made, and here's another thing Wade, that we were talking through uh, in our meeting for this is sometimes let's say you're a pastor and you had a rehabilitation effort and you, you came in and you've been cast to lead the church into a new season. And you're saying, "Hey, listen, not, you know the people here are amazing. They're old, <laughs> and there's not a single person here that hadn't grown up in church. Mm-hmm. But our church, we want to reach new people. We want to be a church that reaches the unchurched in our community. How, how do we? How do we get there? And I'll never forget. It was a when I was a photographer many many moons ago. I had." A, a nice, I thought it was a nice portfolio. So I hired a, a photographer who had been doing photography for 25 years and I said, hey, what do I need to learn? What do I need to know? And I went in there and I was, and I was asking him questions on how can I improve my photos? And he said, look, your photos are fine. Like I, I see no problem with your photos. He said, your biggest opportunity for growth is on your website, on your portfolio, you have wedding photo- uh, portraits, bridal portraits, really cool shots at weddings they're they're nice have nothing bad to say about them and then you have your sports photography over here where you shoot these MMA and UFC fighters he said mm-hmm. you've got to decide what you want to do because it's really hard right that's like that's like a wide gap bride brides
1: and fighters <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you come to the website and you're like wait what event are we hiring for this uh... <laughs> yeah
0: and then he said something that I'll never forget he said what do you really want to shoot Mm-hmm. like like you have and I had everything in between I had family portraits and kids portraits and personal work and picture of a horse on a ranch you know all, all that the basics yeah it's like every every photographer's portfolio the first two years right it's like hey this brick is so cool <laughs> <laughs> and so he said what do you want to shoot and I said I'd like to shoot commercial sports photography and he said okay then take everything off your website and he said project what you want to attract project what you want to attract i think as pastors and as communicators i think it's okay to project what you want to attract so it's okay for you to speak to the unchurched person in the room even if you know that there are no unchurched people in the room because oh, yeah. it gives the rest of your congregation permission it, it, it sort of like sends up a little flag like hey I, it's okay this is a great place for you to bring your neighbor that you've been working on like I was Jared for years and years, and, and 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 sharing Christ with him personally. It wasn't like I just invited him; like that was my way of evangelizing. I shared Christ with him uh, pretty often. We had mm-hmm. great conversations. Um, so p- p- talk to the unchurched person in the room or another type of person that you want to attract, and it just it, it creates an environment where people know, like, hey, if I bring an unchurched person to our service there there's not going to be any surprises and if they are mm-hmm. they're going to be they're going to be well articulated uh, or explained
1: yeah i mean if you want uh if you have a young church you need you want older people you need to talk about retirement or totally. being a grandparent if you want younger people talk about young families if you want teenagers talk about what it's like to, to go to school mm-hmm. and i like what you said too is is I mean, I've been a part of churches. Uh, I think we've all been a part of churches uh, where somebody will talk about like an agnostic or atheist and they'll say, oh man, you'd have to be absolutely nuts. Those Baptists. Yeah, to believe this. And it's like, if I have a friend who's in that space Mm -hmm. or teetering there, do I want to now bring them to a church where the pastor's going to be like, you're stupid, you're an idiot, or do I want to bring them to a church where a pastor says, hey- uh, you might be an atheist. You might be agnostic. I want to share with you why I believe Christianity is is truthful and to add those nuggets throughout that to help, not the entire message, but, but do that throughout the message. And I think when you do that, you build that relational trust and then people are going to want to bring their, their friends and not be scared to do so.
0: Yeah. So again, knowing your audience is really an important piece to preaching because Again, you can learn from me, right? Don't go in and try to be a charismatic evangelist in a funeral. I wasn't completely tone deaf, guys, but it was a it was a sermon that I felt fell completely flat. And I looked back on it, going, "You know what? None of these people know me. Mm-hmm. There was no room for any of my extra colorful stories, and and they weren't uh, stories that were insensitive or anything like that. It was just it was not needed because it was not the right audience for for mm-hmm. those stories. And so. Uh, an important part of growing as a communicator is knowing who is in the audience and knowing when to share what type of content when to educate the audience and then acknowledging the different types of people the different demographics the different people groups in your audience I think that's an important part to preaching
1: yeah and then project what you want to attract intr- uh, that was a good point uh next episode uh, we're going to be talking about the conclusion of your message you might be thinking to yourself we haven't talked about the introduction yeah because you want to figure out where you're going before you start the journey so when we talk about the conclusion of the message i hope you've enjoyed this season uh it's been a lot of fun to record we got a lot uh left to say too if there's if there's an episode that we think you should listen to it should yeah. probably be the next episode right yeah and
0: I know so many pastors, myself included. Always start strong, and would we'll be closing for 20 minutes. You yeah. know what I'm
1: saying. Oh yeah, it, 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 yeah, you gotta land how to, or you gotta figure out how to to land the plane. So make sure you do that. Subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube. Comment with questions that you have. Uh, maybe you have found a tip for understanding your audience, or maybe you have a funny story about how you didn't understand your audience. Mm-hmm. Maybe you told some children that Santa. Man, you know, you know what I yeah. mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I mean. Wink, wink, uh, wink, wink. So uh, make sure that you do that, and we'll see you next time on Hello Church.